This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to the Padres Postgame Show on the Padres Radio Network. Coming up, we'll deliver a full recap of today's game with highlights. Plus, we'll take you down to the manager's office to hear from Bob Melvin. And we'll give you an update on scores from around Major League Baseball. The Padres Postgame Show starts now on the Padres Radio Network. Welcome into our post-game show on the Padres Radio Network. The final score in Game 2 of this four-game series between the Colorado Rockies and the San Diego Padres. The Rockies 4 and the Padres 1. The Padres with the defeat dropped to 0-2 on this very young 2023 season. And the Rockies improved to 2-0 as Colorado has come to Petco Park the first couple of games this season. And they have won both. Not a great start for the Padres in this still very young 2023 campaign. Sam Levitt with you inside the loft here at the Western Metal Building at Petco Park. A great crowd still here inside the loft, finishing up their beers and having conversations. Not a great night uh, if you're a Padres fan as far as the play on the field. Another terrific crowd at Petco Park. The second straight sellout to begin the season. 43,177 the attendance here tonight. But not much offense for a second straight game from the Padres. They scored just one run on five hits, no errors. Colorado, four runs, nine hits, and no errors. The winning pitcher in this game was Kyle Freeland, who went six strong innings, did not allow a run. Nick Martinez went seven innings and four earned runs given up. And now the Padres will try to bounce back in the third game of this four-game series tomorrow. A lot to get to on our post-game show here on the Padres Radio Network. We'll have some of the highlights for you, some of the calls from Jesse Ackler in just a moment. We'll also hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin and much, much more. But before we get to everything else, let's rewind and take a look back at how this game went down. Take a listen back to some of the highlights as well. For a second straight night, the Padres fell behind in the top of the first inning. Nick Martinez allowed back-to-back singles to Chris Bryant and Charlie Blackman. He then walked C.J. Crone to load the bases. A fielder's choice from Ryan McMahon scored Bryant from third base. That made it 1-0 Colorado. With runners still on first and third, Alaurice Montero stepped in. Man at first, Blackman at third, two down. One and one the count. Martinez is set at the belt. And the 19th pitch of the inning on the way. It's hit on the ground up the middle. That'll go into center field and a base hit. Alaurice Montero, an RBI single as Charlie Blackman comes in to score, and now 2-0 Rockies in inning number one. The score would stay that way until the fifth inning. Nick Martinez still on the mound. Ezekiel Tovar started the inning with a single. Martinez got the next two outs, but then it was Charlie Blackman at the plate. 2-1 pitch. Blackman hits it well to very deep right field. Zokar is back. He is at the wall, and it will go. Charlie Blackman again. Continues to terrorize the Padres, a two-run homer. And here in the top of the fifth inning, Colorado leads 4-0. 
the second of two hits and two runs scored that Charlie Blackman would have here on this Friday night. The trio of Bryant, Blackman, and Crone really hurting the Padres once again. We'll have more on them later. Meanwhile, with the Rockies leading 4-0, Kyle Freeland was in cruise control through six innings. Just four base runners allowed. The Padres only had a runner on second base twice against him on two doubles from Ha-Sung Kim, one of which was a ball that dropped in with the wind swirling tonight at Petco Park. So the Padres still trailed 4-0 heading to the seventh inning. Nick Martinez tossed the scoreless frame to keep it 4-0. That was it for Martinez. Seven innings, four earned runs given up. And really aside from the first inning and the Blackman home run, Martinez was fairly solid. Brent Suter was the first reliever out of the Rockies' bowl pen in the bottom half of the seventh inning he set down the Padres one two three Tim Hill escaped the jam in a scoreless eighth inning the Padres faced Brad Hand in the bottom half of the inning still trailing for nothing they would scratch across a run after Hassan Kim singled and Trent Grisham walked to start the frame they moved to second and third on a sack bunt from Jose Azokar Xander Bogart drove in Kim with a sack fly to make it four to one but that's all the Padres would get on to the ninth inning, Luis Garcia allowed a couple of base runners, but that was it. It was former Padre Pierce Johnson who came on in the bottom half of the ninth inning for the save opportunity. He allowed an infield single, a ball that hit off the mid of Alan Trejo at third base on the backhand to start the ninth inning to Manny Machado. Padres had the leadoff man aboard, but Johnson bounced back to retire Nelson Cruz, Jake Cronenworth, and a pinch hitter, Matt Carpenter, who struck out to end the game. And that was the ball game. The final score, the Colorado Rockies 4 and the San Diego Padres 1. So for the Padres, this very, very highly anticipated season, not off to a great start. 0-2 to begin the year. The Rockies improved to 2-0. And now the Rockies, all they need to do to get a series win to begin their season is win one of the next two. And we'll have much more on the Padres' performance here tonight. We'll also hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin when we come back as well. I'll give you my thoughts about tonight's game, what Bob Melvin has to say, your phone calls, and much, much more to get to. We're just getting started on our post-game show from Petco Park. We continue after this on the Padres Radio Network. Post-game show here on the Padres Radio Network continues from Petco Park. Sam Levitt with you inside the loft here at the Western Metal Building. After the Padres fall on this Friday night by a final score of 4-1 to to the Colorado Rockies. Again, Colorado, four runs, nine hits, and no errors with eight left on. San Diego, one run, five hits, no errors with five left on. Kyle Freeland goes six strong innings, does not allow a run. In his first start of the year, Nick Martinez went seven innings, four earned runs given up. He allowed two runs in the first inning. He allowed two runs in the fifth inning, came on the Charlie Blackman, two-run home run in the fifth inning. We'll hear from Padres. Padres manager Bob Melvin in just a moment so stay tuned for that but obviously the headline from the first two games of 2023 the lack of offense from this Padres offense that uh, has been so highly anticipated it's something we talked about all spring and let's be honest two things can be true at once number one you can be a little bit disappointed with what the Padres have shown offensively through two games but you can also acknowledge that it is out of 162 
just two games. And no reason to panic, but certainly you would have wanted more out of the Padres offense over these first two games of the season. The Padres do not have a hit with runners in scoring position so far. Tonight they were 0 for 5 with runners in scoring position. Last night 0 for 10 and combined in the first two games of the year, three runs on 12 hits. Let's hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin after tonight's 4-1 to defeat. Let's take a trip down to the Padres Clubhouse and hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin. Presented by Sin Lee Food. Find your next cooking adventure at Sin Lee Food, 4665 El Cajon Boulevard. The Cook's Asian resource. It wasn't, and he didn't give up a lot of hard contact. So, you know, like I said, the only really, you know, pitch that he made, he tried to come up and into Blackman and didn't quite get it there. I just thought it was a flare for me that just ended up being a hit. What's what's supposed to be the the turn at second base there? Is it supposed to be Xander's or Hasong's or is it? A That's a tough one now. That's a tough one. So Hasong was way over in the hole, and you know it's 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 Xander's to turn right there, but it's one of those awkward in between plays that you don't really get a good. You know, that doesn't happen very often. And so he was there. He was just a little off balance throwing it, and uh, your runner came in and got him a little bit. With the Azokar bunt after he squares the first time, is there anything? Well, we were trying to get his attention, but, you know, he was – and look, he's, it's a young player that's trying to get something going and get some couple guys over for his, for his club to score some runs. Can you speak more to the importance of Nick covering the seven innings that he did despite the runs that he allowed given, I mean, you are carrying a seven-man pen versus eight? Right. And – you know, we were down. We weren't going to use a couple guys today. You know, it's been a few days since since Hill and Garcia pitched, so you know it was a good day for them to pitch. But you also want to keep some length. You know, we didn't have to use Honeywell, and now Chris, Matt, Wilson, you know, have uh, have another day. So it it's definitely helped our bullpen out. With this offense right now, do you? I mean, is it just a small sample, or do you sense the guys small trying sample. to? It's a small sample. I mean, look, everybody's trying to you know get their share hits driving some runs and when you're down you know even more so so if you we get a couple runs early we'll probably relax a little bit more but you know we're we're trying to win as many games we can here at home we want to get off to a good start and just haven't done it share with us about Matt. I don't know if you got any word before the game started or yeah from from what I understand the the doctor said that it went as well as as she expected, and when he woke up, he wanted to know when BP was, and I think the doctor said your blood pressure's fine. He said no batting practice, and said something about wanting to hit crony and and give me some ground balls. So that was foremost on his mind, which you does shouldn't surprise you. Thanks, Bob. I think I'll have more details tomorrow. So that was Padres manager Bob Melvin after tonight's game. The Padres falling 4-1 to one to the Colorado Rockies. Sam Levitt back with you on our post-game show from inside the loft here at the Western Metal Building at Petco Park. I want to first focus on what Bob Melvin was talking about there at the very end. That was uh, Padres third base coach Matt Williams who underwent surgery for colon cancer 
earlier today to remove a cancerous mass. And uh, certainly good news there from Bob Melvin. Apparently uh, uh, the procedure went very well. So certainly we wish our best to Matt Williams, uh, Padres third base coach, and hope he's back with the team as soon as possible. Uh, but uh, again, our best wishes to Matt Williams, who underwent that procedure earlier today and uh, Bob Melvin providing a, a good update there um, we did not play the full press conference from Bob Melvin we had a, a few technical difficulties so we'll see if we can track down the early part of that press conference but we did uh, hear Bob Melvin talk about probably the headline from tonight and from the first two games of the year and that is the lack of offense uh, the Padres again scoring just three runs on 12 hits in the first two games of the season and you heard Bob Melvin say two words there that are important small sample and that's what this is and I won't sit here tonight and tell you not to be disappointed that the Padres have not done more offensively with the names in this lineup even without Fernando Tatis Jr. but the names like Xander Bogarts and Juan Soto and Nelson Cruz and Jake Cronenworth and the list goes on that's okay to be a little bit disappointed and expecting more but it is indeed a very 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 small sample size so we'll see if the Padres can get it going tomorrow the other element that we heard Bob Melvin talk about there was Nick Martinez who had an up and down outing had trouble in the first inning gave up a couple of runs one came in on a fielder's choice after a couple of singles and a walk one on the RBI single given up to Montero now the bad part about all that obviously was that the Padres were down two nothing immediately a day after they were down one nothing in the first inning with Blake Snell on the mound but really after that Martinez settled in a scoreless second a scoreless third a one two three fourth inning and then in the fifth inning gives up the leadoff single to Ezekiel Tovar got the next two batters but then gave up the two-run home run with two outs in the inning to Charlie Blackman that made it a four to nothing game and really changed the complexion of this game so for Nick Martinez, um, look, not his best outing, but, and you heard Bob Melvin talk about it there, the good news is that he got you seven innings. And why is that so important? Well, I know it sounds not crazy. That's not the right word. It sounds maybe a little unfortunate that you're dealing with when to use relievers in, in the early part of the season, but that's part of the reality with the Padres going with the six-man rotation this first trip through. Quite simply, they have seven relievers in the bullpen, one less than they would have if they had a five-man rotation. So when you go with a six-man rotation, this is something we learned about last year. It's always really important when guys are throwing and how long starters can go and uh, the hope is is that your starters can go uh, deeper into games and then there's less tax on your bullpen so here tonight the positive for Nick Martinez certainly was that he went seven innings gave up the four earned runs he threw uh, 101 pitches I wrote down 100 here I think it was 101 and it was 101 uh, so 101 pitches there were uh, 69 pitches for strikes five strikeouts two walks six hits and the biggest of those hits was that two run home run to Charlie Blackman so uh, not a, a bad outing by Nick Martinez. He goes seven innings, four runs given up. But what, was it his best outing? Uh, it was not. And uh, after that, the bullpen, Tim Hill, Luis Garcia, to their credit, a scoreless inning apiece. We'll step aside here on the Padres Radio Network, come back with more. Again, as always, I will take your tweets about tonight's game if you want to let me know how you're feeling. Tweet at us at 97.3thefansd or at my Twitter at Sammy Lev, S-A-M-M-Y. L-E-V. You can also find me on Instagram. A couple of people found me there last night at Sammy Lev, S-A-M-M-Y, L-E-V there as well. I also got a couple of tickets.
TikTok messages last night. So the TikTok, Sammy Levitt, just add the ITT. Send me a message, what you're thinking tonight uh, after these two losses to begin the year, where you're listening from, maybe just a, a shout-out, something like that. Let me know what you're thinking. We also will take your phone calls coming up later in our post-game show. The phone number to call is always 833-288-0973. Again, the phone number, 833-288-0973. The final score here at Petco Park tonight, the Rockies 4, the Padres 1. Our post-game coverage continues after this on the Padres Radio Network. Two tied him up, swing, and a fair ball out in front of the plate, throw to third one, back to first, Cronenworth with the splits, handles the low throw from Manny in a double play. Boy, that ball, I guess it it just kind of went fair barely out in front of the plate, and Austin Nola wasting no time getting on it, and a huge double play. That was the double play turn by the Padres in the eighth inning. It went two to five to three. Nola to Machado to Jay Cronenworth. At the time, it kept it uh, a four to nothing game. And the Padres would score a run in the bottom half of the eighth inning to make it four to one. But that was not enough as the Padres again fall by a final score of four to one to the Colorado Rockies. Welcome back into our post game show here on the Padres Radio Network. Sam Levitt with you. Uh, here inside the loft at the Western Metal Building. Padres dropped to 0-2 on this young 2023 season. Rockies improved to 2-0. And uh, we'll see if the Padres can bounce back tomorrow. Certainly not the start you were hoping for, uh, for all you Padres fans out there. I, I know that. Uh, but with that said, just two games out of 162. We'll see if the Padres can bounce back tomorrow. Speaking of tomorrow, while we're talking about it, first pitch tomorrow, remember, Saturday is an hour earlier at 5.40 p.m. Our pregame coverage will begin at 4.40. Starting pitching matchup tomorrow, right-hander Michael Waka will make his Padres debut. Right-hander Jose Ureña will make his Rockies, uh, or I should say is on the mound for the Rockies. So it's Waka on the mound for the Padres tomorrow again. First pitch at 540, and the Padres will try to avoid going to 0-3 to begin the year. And I know I'm, I'm saying it's early, but uh, you don't want to start the year 0-3, especially if you have the aspirations the Padres do. We continue on on our post-game show. We will take some of your phone calls coming up. Again, the phone number to call, 833 288 0973 if you want to get involved on the post game again 833-288-0973 a lot of home runs uh, not many games tonight around the major leagues but a number of home runs i should say were hit around the major leagues tonight let's tell you about some of them which players went deep tonight? This is our MLB Home Run Tally, presented by Mr. Moto Pizza, bringing back the old New York pizzeria experience with fresh, funky, thin crest gourmet pies and the original stuffed knots. With eight locations in San Diego, find your favorite at MrMotoPizza.com. A handful of players in the majors tonight picked up their first home runs of the season. Pete Alonso. A solo home run in the Mets loss to the Marlins. They fell 2-1. to one. Jorge Soler had a home run in that one for Miami. Jazz Chisholm Jr. also hit a home run in that game. Kyle Tucker hit a home run in the Astros' 6-3 win over the Chicago White Sox. That was Tucker's first home run of the season. And those are a few guys that had home runs tonight in the major leagues. We'll have the full out-of-town scoreboard coming up a little bit later in our postgame show. 
Again, the final score, the Colorado Rockies 4 and the San Diego Padres 1. There was some good pitching on both sides tonight. Let's tell you about our ace pitcher of the game. Which pitcher was dealing today? Let's find out who's today's ace pitcher of the game. Brought to you by The Grilling Store at Hillcrest Ace Hardware. From Traeger and Weber to the Big Green Egg. All your grilling and barbecue needs are inside The Grilling Store at Hillcrest Ace Hardware. Our ace pitcher of the game. And for a second straight night, I would love to give it to a Padre, but it's hard not to give it to the Rockies starting pitcher. Last night it was Herman Marquez. Tonight, it's got to be Kyle Freeland, right? He was great in his season debut. Six scoreless innings, three hits allowed. He walked one, struck out one. He was very economical as well. 74 pitches, 48 for strikes. So Kyle Freeland. Our ace pitcher of the game, the bullpen backed him up. Brent Suter scored the seventh inning. Brad Hand gave up the run in the eighth inning. Pierce Johnson picked up the save in the ninth inning as the Rockies go on to win it by the final score of 4-1. to one. We'll step aside here on the Padres Radio Network. Again, come back with uh, some of your phone calls, 833-288-0973. I've got some tweets coming in as well. You can tweet at us at 973thefansd or on my Twitter at SammyLev, S-A-M-M-Y-L-E-V. Instagram, same handle there, TikTok, Sammy Levitt. Uh, shoot me those messages because I'm going to get to some of these when we come back. I got some coming in already, and we will continue on. We'll tell you about our player of the game. We'll take a full look at the out-of-town scoreboard, get you ready for tomorrow and continue breaking down this 4-1 to loss for the Padres against the Rockies. Our post-game show continues when we come back on the San Diego Padres Radio Network. Our post-game show continues on the Padres Radio Network. The Rockies beat the Padres 4-1 to in San Diego here tonight. Rockies improved to 2-0 on this very young 2023 season. The Padres dropped to 0-2. Sam Levitt with you inside the Western Metal Building here at Petco Park. Some folks are still here finishing up their beers. We have some people playing pool to my right. Bartenders uh, cleaning up and uh, everybody getting ready to head home. I'm still here working, though, and uh, I will be here before and after every single Padres game. It's been so great seeing so many of you at the ballpark and so many of you uh, stopping me to, to say hello. I really appreciate it. Keep on uh, coming by the loft in the Western Metal Building. I'm here at least an hour before every game and here post game as well if you want to say hi. So, uh, it's been great to see so many people here. Another terrific crowd here tonight. Second straight sellout to begin the year. 43,000 plus in the building. They were not treated to much excitement from the Padres offense, unfortunately. Padres get just one run on five hits. They've scored just three on 12 hits to begin the year, and we'll see if the Padres can get that offense going tomorrow. Before we get to some of your phone calls, and we will here in a second, I promise, I also have uh, messages coming in on Twitter and Instagram. We will get to those. Again, the phone number, 833-288-0973. I do want to, and I don't, I don't know if we heard this from Bob Melvin. Again, I apologize. We had some technical difficulties. Only got, I think, the second half of Bob Melvin's press conference on the air. So we'll try to post it on online if we can find the full version. But I do want to read this tweet here from A.J. Casavell, Padres beat writer for MLB.com, because it is, I think, worth talking about. And before I get to what A.J. said, the scenario in the eighth inning, the Padres were trailing 4 nothing. 
They got a leadoff single from Ha Sung Kim. Trent Grisham walked, and there were two on and nobody out. And then Jose Azokar came up with the Padres, remember, trailing by four in the bottom half of the eighth inning, and Bogart, Soto, Machado coming up after him. And Azokar laid down a bunt. Now, it did get the runners over. It was a successful sacrifice bunt. But at that point of the game, the outs are precious. And count me among those that were kind of surprised that Azokar laid down a bunt. So here's what AJ tweeted. AJ Casavell from MLB.com after the game. AJ tweeting, Azokar bunted on his own after he squared the first time. The Padres tried to get his attention to take that option off the table, but he missed those signals. Bob Melvin chalked it up to, quote, a young player that's trying to get something going. So that was uh, apparently the explanation from the Padres on on that. Now, look, that's not why the Padres lost this game uh, here tonight, the bunt, but certainly it was uh, an interesting play. And, uh, you know, uh, maybe that's part of it being the, the early part of the year, right, is, um, you know, is, is just uh, missed signals and just not super clean baseball. But uh, tonight, uh, again, the main storyline, unfortunately, is just this high-powered Padres offense uh, even without Fernando Tatis Jr. Uh, to begin the year, not doing a whole lot once again. All right, let's get to some of your phone calls here. 833-288-0973, the phone number. We begin tonight with Jay, who's calling in from El Cajon. Hi, Jay. How are you? Sammy Love, what's good, my brother? I'm doing well, Jay. Uh, would uh, be doing maybe a little bit better with a Padres win, but it's very, very early. You know what, though? It's early, man. It's uh, game two, and we're in March, so we got 24 games in April. I'm going to keep it short and sweet. Oh, no. I think we may have lost Jay and El Cajon there. Jay, if you're listening, please call back because I was on the edge of my seat waiting for you to uh, break it down for us. All right, Jay, call back. Sorry we uh, lost. It sounded like you were driving, so maybe you went through a bad uh, cell spot. Uh, let's go to John in Temecula calling in. Hi, John. Welcome to the Padres Radio Network postgame show. Thank you very much, Sammy. How are you doing? I'm doing well, John. How are you? Doing fantastic. So, yeah, I was calling in with a uh, <clears throat> angle. We're only two games into the season. We can break it down. We can break it down. We can break it down. But we're only two games into the season. We're going to be just fine. Uh Runners in scoring position, that kind of surprised me that we're not getting, you know, runs driven in. And with this uh, all-star lineup, I'm wondering if maybe we're just a little uh, too big for our britches. I wonder if that's creeping into the clubhouse. What do you think about that? Well, uh, John, what what do you mean by that? Well, we have an all-star lineup. Yeah. We have two games lost runners in scoring position not getting across the plate so are are they buying the hype and maybe a little too big for their britches that's all i meant by that yeah yeah john appreciate the call and i i get what you're saying i just wanted to make sure i i understood um you know look could there be a, a little bit of pressing going on there could be um you know look there's no secret the expectations are very very high for this team and especially this offense with that said i'll go back to what you originally said which is that it's just two games and i i cannot sit here tonight on march 31st and you know in panic here i, I just can't um 
But did you expect more from this offense through the first two games? Yeah, of course you did. Um, could there be some pressing going on? There could be. Um, could it just be two baseball games out of a long season? Uh, it could be. Um, you know, look, there's no secret about the expectations around this team. I think this kind of game, though, is a game that I'm willing to bet the Padres win most of the time throughout this season. And what I mean by that is this. Nick Martinez, was he perfect tonight? No, but he goes seven innings, four runs given up. That was it. Only runs the Padres allowed tonight. With this offense, on a lot of nights, I think that's going to be enough. I do. Um, it should be enough. If it's not enough for this offense on most nights, then the Padres have a, a problem there. But I think this is the kind of game the Padres will win more times than not. Just did not work out that way tonight. But, you know, could there be a little pressing going on, you know, just early part of the season, high expectations, maybe. But I kind of lean the other way on that where I just can't get there yet after two games. Now, if we're a few weeks in and this team's not playing all that well, maybe we can have that conversation. But, again, I just at this point, two games in, the season is 24-plus hours old. I just can't get there yet, and, and we'll see. You know, if the Padres bounce back, they win the next two. Offense looks great. You're going to look at this weekend and say, you know what, would have loved to have won that series, but at least we earned a split. We move on. So let's – I would. I want to hold off on the pressing conversation uh, right now. Okay, I think we got Jay and El Cajon back who dropped off. Jay, you there? Sam, what happened, man? I don't I know, I got, Jay. I thought I got, I thought I got X'd out. <laughs> uh, hey, short, short, short and sweet – got little jag with me it's disappointing yeah it sucks to lose right at the same time like you were just saying and that was my point it's game two we're still in march okay we have 24 games in april i would rather lose the first two and win the next 20 and as long as we win the last game of the year it doesn't matter our offense will pop almost immediately okay april ball's coming up everybody that's that's freaking out right now that's the difference between a fan and a fairweather fan it's fire faithful <laughs> keep the faith game two enough said <laughs> All right, Jay, appreciate the call. And uh, you're right, the Friar faithful, I, I think, need to keep the faith uh, two games in. And I, I like looking at it from uh, the perspective of it's only March 31st. It's not even April. It's not even April. I can't I can't panic yet. Come on, not even April yet. All right, let's go to uh, Don and Rancho Bernardo. Hi, Don, how are you? I'm great. How are you doing, uh, Sammy? Nice to talk to you again. Oh, I'm um, doing well, enjoy, enjoying a, a beautiful night. A little chilly, but a beautiful night here at Petco Park, so I'm doing all right. Yeah, a little chilly, but a beautiful night. Um, well, you know, I, I want to talk a little bit about the first inning and that missed turn double play that resulted in two runs crossing the plate eventually. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, you know, last night we had a guy in uh, right field, I forget who it was, and he kind of, wandered over he didn't make the, the correct uh line to the ball um it just seems like we're playing a little bit like still spring ball you know and maybe mm -hmm. like the guys are are thinking that oh because we've got the padres on our uniform we're going to win all these games as you know very well winning these guys got to be 100 percent locked in every second they're out there competing in order to have a chance to win a game, not just to win a game, but to have a, a chance. And, you know, it was interesting. The World Baseball Classic reminded me, seeing these 
like minor league pitchers up there competing with the, the best. There's such a thin line between, you know, Manny Machado and the ninth guy in the roster, you know. I mean, yeah. ultimately, you really got to really be uh, locked in. And I'm, I'm, I'm not upset at my Padres, but I'm thinking that maybe they – they just need a little bit more time to get locked into the season. And uh, wondering if you comment a little bit, because I was at the game tonight, so I couldn't quite see any replays on that missed turn double play at, at second base. And I'm wondering, what happened there? Did they? Did the guy run into him? Or thanks, Sammy. Uh, that's that's yeah. all I got. Yeah, Don, appreciate the call. You know, I, I, I'm going to be honest with you. That was very early in the game, and I was, uh, I was still kind of wrapping up uh, – here inside the loft and making my way back uh, behind home plate. What I saw in the replay was it, it appeared to be a wide throw um, from Manny uh, towards second base. It was a little bit interesting because Xander Bogarts was actually the one who was covering. So it was wide, pulled Bogarts towards uh, the runner. And uh, look, they didn't turn the double play. Run came in, then another run scored. So Nick Martinez wasn't helped out by his defense uh, tonight in, in that scenario. And that's why I said earlier, look, he gave up the couple of runs. Now, by the way, he gave up before that fielder's choice. He gave up two singles and a walk. So it just wasn't about the Padres defense. I mean, Nick loaded the bases, um, which didn't put him in a great spot. And then he was all right. Um, really aside from the Blackman home run in the fifth inning. Um, and look, to your other point, Don, just on kind of spring training uh, carrying over into the regular season, I would like to think that when you have the introductions you did yesterday and the fireworks and 45,000-plus going nuts, I would like to think that there's a switch that, that got flipped. Could we be seeing a little carryover from spring training and just not really – uh, ready to go yet? Maybe. I don't think that's what it is. I, again, and, and I, you know, for everybody listening out there tonight, I don't mean to just totally downplay two losses. I mean, you don't want to lose games, and you want the offense to do more, and it should do more. I get that. But, you know, talk to me in a couple of weeks um, if this team is still not hitting or not playing all that well, and then I think, you know, we may have some concern. But right now, after two games, I, I just can't get there quite yet i gotta be honest i can't um and let's see let's see where things are at over the rest of this weekend and uh, of course uh, uh into the next couple of weeks as well do want to read uh, some messages and tweets we're getting in here we will have our player of the game relief pitcher of the game out of town scoreboard coming up we'll also squeeze in more of your phone calls here 833-288-0973 i've got a, an instagram message here from jake saying uh Good to have baseball back. Great outing from Martinez tonight, but the bats need to get going. Uh, also, uh, Jake uh, wanted me to shout out Danielle. Happy birthday, Danielle. Hope you have had a great day, and uh, thank you for Jake uh, messaging in. Thank you for telling me about Danielle's birthday. Let's see what other tweets we have here. We've got some... Um... What else do we have here? Uh, we've got uh, Bo Mel T. Gwynn on Twitter saying, completely agree with Bo Mel. Uh, that's Bob Melvin. It's a small sample, and it's a long season. It's early, and the offense is behind the pitching right now, like Aaron Rodgers would say, R-E-L-A-X. Uh, Bo Mel T. Gwynn saying, I've been an A's fan my whole life, and one thing I can say about Bob, he never panics. Look, it's very easy to forget how up and down last season was because of what transpired in the postseason and the way aside from uh, the ending of, of the Padres losing the NLCS but just the postseason run in and of itself it's easy to forget how 
up and down the regular season was last year in an 89-win season, and Bob Melvin did a great job um, just uh, steering the ship in the right direction and keeping this team very even. And you're right, he's done a, a great job in his year plus here uh, as the manager. And I'll say this about these two games, and I was having this conversation with somebody uh, during the game tonight. I, I think um, what well, maybe was a little unsettling these first two games, it's, it kind of reminds you of some of the games we would see last year for long stretches where the offense wasn't clicking, the crowd was great, sold-out crowd, and they just didn't have a whole lot to cheer about no matter who was in the lineup or what the order was. It's kind of felt like that the first two nights here. Um, again, very small sample size, but I think maybe that's why some fans are uh, going to be frustrated tonight as well. Just, uh, you know, not the greatest feel of these uh, of these two games. Uh, what else uh, do we have where we have Padre Bod saying Nick was solid uh, other than a gaff. Do you pronounce that gaff? I think it's G-A-F-F-E. It's a Blackman. Um, anyway, Padre Bod says we're going to bounce back tomorrow in a historic San Diego sports day. It is historic tomorrow, and I want to make sure I talk about that before we go. So uh, what uh, uh, what that, that tweeter is referring to is uh, the Padres showing the Aztec game, the Final Four game against Florida Atlantic here tomorrow and when we come back on the other side of our next break i'll give you all the details about that so you know what exactly is going on uh tomorrow here at petco park with the aztec game and with the padres game in the evening as well before we continue on let's pause for station id on the padres radio network KWFNFM and KWFNHD1 San Diego. Hi, this is Bob Melvin. You're listening to Padres Baseball on the Padres Radio Network. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Sam Levitt with you on our post-game show here on the Padres Radio Network. Again, the final score here tonight, Colorado 4 and San Diego 1. Rockies now 2-0 to begin the year. Padres drop to 0-2. Let's tell you about our relief pitcher of the game. Which pitcher was able to come in and slam the door shut? It's time for the relief pitcher of the game in support of the Jacobs and Cushman San Diego Food Bank, providing food assistance to local children, families, and seniors in need. To get help or give help, visit sandiegofoodbank.org. Second straight night that despite the loss, we will go with a Padres reliever for our relief pitcher of the game. We'll go with Tim Hill, who did a really nice job in relief here tonight. Did hit a batter to begin his outing, allowed a single, so two on and nobody out. Got uh, the help of a nice double play, the 2-5-3 double play in the eighth inning for out number two. Then a, a single and then a strikeout to finally get out of that inning. So not a perfect inning by any means for Tim Hill, but he does put up a scoreless inning in his season's debut, allows two hits, walks nobody, strikes out one on 14 pitches, and at the time was fairly significant, kept it a 4-0 game. Padres would score a run to inch a little bit closer in the bottom half of the eighth inning, and Tim Hill is our relief pitcher of the game. So we told you about our reliever of the game. How about our player of the game? Let's find out who it is. Which player had the biggest impact on today's game? Let's find out who is today's player of the game. Presented by Valley View Casino and Hotel. Catch every game at Patties and Pints. Plus, enjoy $4 beer every Thursday. Visit valleyviewcasino.com today. Let's tell you about our player of the game here tonight. And I think you got to go with Charlie Blackman in this game. Had the two hits, the two runs scored, the two run home run. In the fifth inning, made it a 4-0 game. He's had an excellent start to the season with two hits tonight, 
Blackman had three hits last night and a run scored, so five hits in the first two games of this season. And Charlie Blackman of the Colorado Rockies will be our player of the game here tonight. So uh, hopefully tomorrow we get a chance to give a Padre our player of the game honors. I would like that. Come on. I want to give a Padre our player of the game and our uh, ace pitcher of the game. And uh, hopefully tomorrow we get the opportunity to do that. We'll step aside one more time here on the Padres Radio Network. If you do want to uh, fit in a call, uh, we will continue to take your phone calls. 833-288-0973. The phone number to call. Also, we'll continue reading your tweets at 973thefansd or at Sammy Lev, S-A-M-M-Y-L-E-V uh, on Twitter. Shoot me a message on Instagram. Same handle there. Sammy Levitt on TikTok if you want to uh, chime in there as well. We'll continue our postgame coverage after this on the Padres Radio Network. Our postgame coverage continues here on the Padres Radio Network. Sam Levitt with you inside the loft here at the Western Metal Building at Petco Park. The loft has pretty much cleared out. All the fans have uh, gone home, and uh, the bartenders are finishing up. And here I am wrapping up this 4-1 to defeat tonight. Colorado beat San Diego by that final score after a 7-2 to win for the Rockies yesterday. Certainly not the start you were envisioning if you're a Padres fan, but it is just two games and not 20 games. If the Padres were on this kind of pace after 20 games, then you would be concerned. But just two games, uh, probably not uh, much to, to concern I don't think that's a verb, but uh, worry about, I should say, quite yet. Uh, but certainly I hope the Padres have a better showing tomorrow. Nick Martinez uh, really was solid in this game. We were talking about it before the break. Seven innings, four earned runs given up. And uh, the Padres' offense gets just one run on five hits. Again, the runners in scoring position, really the glaring issue the first two games of the year. 0 for 5 with runners in scoring position tonight, 0 for 10. Last night to a combined 0 for 15, and certainly not the way you wanted to start in that department if you're the Padres. Do want to give a shout-out to Brandon and Cody Kaplinger from Oceanside. Brandon and Cody stopped by to say hello before the game, and I – like I usually do, maybe once a day, I, I say, uh, hey, I'll give you a shout-out. Give me give me your name. And uh, Brandon and Cody, I uh, hope you are uh, listening right now. I'll be honest with you, yesterday I did make my first shout-out promise of the year, and uh, I I forgot to uh, to do it. So Chris and Fallbrook, if you're listening right now, I hope you are. I'm really sorry. I forgot yesterday. Hope you'll forgive me. Here's your shout-out. Shout-out to Chris and Fallbrook, who was here inside the Loft pregame yesterday. Big-time listener on the Padres Radio Network. Not a very big out-of-town scoreboard tonight after opening day. There were just five games going on in the majors tonight. But let's get you up to speed on the action in MLB. Let's go around Major League Baseball and take a look at the scores you need to know from across the country. This is the Out of Town Scoreboard presented by Jensen Meat, where great taste meets integrity. Locally produced in San Diego since 1958. We take a look at the Out of Town Scoreboard. Everything has gone final four out of the five games. The one game still going on right now, the Guardians leading the Mariners in Seattle 9-4. to four. Middle of the ninth inning in Seattle. But aside from that, everything else is final. Marlins beat the Mets 2-1 to one in Miami. It was Jazz Chisholm Jr. who hit a go-ahead home run in the eighth inning for Miami. Jesus Lazardo got the win in that game for the Marlins. A.J. Puck 
got the save for Miami. The Astros beat the White Sox 6-3. Kyle Tucker hit his first home run of the season. Jordan Alvarez also had a big go-ahead double in that game as the Astros even up that series against the Chicago White Sox. Diamondbacks beat the Dodgers 2-1 in L.A. Kyle Lewis had a home run in that game for Arizona. And that's it. That's the entire out-of-town scoreboard on this Friday in the major leagues. I tweeted it out earlier, and, uh, you know, I don't totally 100% know the reasoning for everything. Look, growing up on the East Coast, I know the cold weather climates for opening day, very often it was an off day the next day, no matter what. And I suppose that's just in case you have rain or bad weather, you can just move opening day to the next day easily. But um, it is kind of weird the first Friday night of the season. You only have 10 out of 30 teams playing. It's kind of weird. I wonder if we can do something about that. Uh, only 10 teams playing on the first Friday night of the year. It should be a Friday night. Baseball, everybody's excited. But it's a very uh, small schedule tonight in the majors. All right, I do want to tell you about the situation with the Aztec game tomorrow and the Padres game, what the Padres are doing at Petco Park, because I'm sure there are a lot of people out there that have tickets to the Padres game or maybe don't even have tickets but are worried about watching the Aztec game in the Final Four tomorrow, getting to Petco Park, watching the Padre game, whatever your situation might be. The Padres, give them credit, are doing something really cool tomorrow. Uh, They tweeted out earlier today, they've announced San Diego Super Sports Saturday, and they will be airing the Aztec game on the video board here at Petco Park tomorrow. So, Gates are going to open really early tomorrow for a 5.40 game. The home plate and Park Boulevard gates will open at 2.30 p.m. and uh, first pitch at 5.40. But, again, they're going to show the game on the big video board here. And uh, so you can come in, uh, watch the game, and uh, settle in for uh, the Aztecs taking on Florida Atlantic. So uh, that should be uh, really, really uh, good to see and uh, should be uh, a lot of fun. It'll be a San Diego Super Sports Saturday here at Petco Park and uh, might be uh, kind of cool. You know, the, the team's taking batting practice. I don't know who will be wrapped up with batting practice or, or what, but um, should be a lot of fun to uh, to watch uh, the game here at Petco Park and uh, should uh, be a very exciting day uh, for San Diego sports, certainly with the Aztecs in the Final Four against Florida Atlantic. Uh, should be a lot of fun. Taking a look ahead to the baseball game tomorrow, first pitch at 5.40 p.m. You know what? Hold on. I'm just looking at the schedule here before I carry on here. Who's right? Nope, it is 5.40 p.m. All right, all right, sorry. 5.40 p.m., uh, first pitch tomorrow. Sorry, I was reading it somewhere. It said 6.40. It is 5.40. It made me pause for a second. 5.40 p.m. tomorrow, first pitch, uh, pregame show, Eco Water SoCal Padres pregame show with me at 4.40. Pitching matchup tomorrow, it'll be on the mound for the Padres, right-hander Michael Waka, and on the mound for the Rockies, right-hander Jose Reina. So that's the pitching matchup tomorrow, game three of this four-game series, and the Padres will try to get their first win of this still very young 2023 season. 
Taking a look at the final totals in this game for Colorado. Four runs, nine hits, no errors. They left on eight. And for San Diego, one run, five hits, no errors. They left on five. Winning pitcher was Kyle Freeland, who improves to a record of 1-0. Losing pitcher was Nick Martinez, who drops to 0-1. The save goes to Pierce Johnson, the former Padre, picks up his first save of 2023. Time of game here tonight. A quick one, two hours and 27 minutes, and the crowd here at Petco Park, the second straight sellout to begin the season in downtown San Diego, 43,177. That'll do it for our post-game coverage here on the Padres Radio Network. Again, first pitch tomorrow at 540. Our pregame coverage begins at 440. Until then, for our great studio coordinators, Frank Marchese and Nick Tanucci, I'm Sam Levitt saying so long and good night. Again, the final score, the Colorado Rockies 4 and the San Diego Padres 1. We'll talk to you tomorrow, a final four Saturday in San Diego on the Padres Radio Network. Thanks for joining us for today's game. For the best coverage of the San Diego Padres, stay tuned to San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. This has been a presentation of Odyssey Sports. For even more coverage of your team, download the free Odyssey app and listen to your favorite stations, shows, and podcasts. Thank you for listening to this special presentation on San Diego's number one sports station. We now join our regularly scheduled programming already in progress on 97.3 The Fan. Great pass. Uh, deep range. She could hit the three. An exciting lady to watch on the court like a female Pistol Pete. She's the real deal. And uh, Cook, uh, the guard on... South Carolina, they they play good, and they you know they have a six seven lady and a six five. That that was an exciting game to watch, and I'm glad I watched it, and I will watch the final game. Yeah, I will too. Thank you so much, Mike from Maryland. Brandon's caller from South Carolina. What's up, Brandon? What's up, Jr? How you doing, man? <clears throat> Excellent. What's on your mind? Shoot. Oh, I think. I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to give Don Staley her love. Like, she's amazing. She's wonderful. She's illustrious. And she's done a lot of great things. But at the end of the day, like, you got to blitz Kaylin Clark. You know, you got to mix it up. You got to do some things that gives her different looks and stuff like that. Like, Kaylin Clark is amazing, but she could have scored 34 or 35 and you win that game. Okay. I mean, we don't know. We don't know. She been busting everybody ass. I don't. I don't think they 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 allowing her to do so. She's just doing it. Oh no no, she's doing it for sure. Don't get me wrong. She's super talented. She's probably going to be the number one pick next year. But if you're yeah. just Don Staley and the the level of greatness and the standard that you set, you got to believe that you know. Obviously, you know the the girls are crying. Some of the seniors they're not going to have an opportunity to run it back or whatever. But you got to think when Don Staley go to bed tonight. If she can go to sleep, she's going to be like, damn.